sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom Hello, welcome to Ten Drink Minimum. Yeah, okay, that's working. So the song didn't play, but that's okay. Uh, welcome to Ten Drink Minimum. My name is Chris. Uh, we're here live, Ten Drinks Minimum Studios. It is the last party of the weekend. Let's see if I can bring everybody back in here. Oh, James is here. Cool, James made it. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey. Hola. Uh, man, I don't know if this audio is coming through very well here. Um, give me a second here. Test, test, test. Okay. So you guys, uh, James, say something. Hello. Hello. Okay. I got to turn it way up for everybody. It's harder whenever uh, you know, I had my setup set up for something else. So, um, we're here live. Uh, it's Sunday night and we have a, you know, Holly's here. Hello. Yeah. Ray is here. I am. Glad to be here. These weeks seem to just fly by now. They do, right? It's kind of crazy. Let's put that in the background here. Um, and then we have a special guest. Uh, today it's all about the mead. Uh, so we have on the show with us Kimberly Moe. Is that not correct? Somebody, I noticed somebody was like, they called you Moe. Like, is that wrong? No, Moe Mo is how you pronounce it. That's it. All right, hold on. Oh, my mic not working. Oh, um, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, it came through. I just want to make sure it's coming through, like on the on the recording. Um, so you make mead. So I was like, yeah, let's have you on the show because I want to talk about it because I've never in my life ever had it. Ever. Oh, never. That's, that's so sad. We'll have to fix that. Well, mm -hmm. I'm about to fix that. <laughs> I I did some research last time uh, we talked, and there is a meadery in Albuquerque called yeah. Bees Brothers. Okay, um, is it still around? I didn't yes. like find any other page for it, so maybe not. But it it had like a small page on um, uh, okay. Untapped. Yeah. So I got, I went to, so I go to the, you know, has anyone, okay, am I the only one who's never had meat here? Or has, oh, I've never had meat either. Yeah. Smiley, I've have had you had it? Holly's uh, had meat. I used to run a liquor store. I've had so much meat. Okay. So I went to the <laughs> store today. I went, I went to what, what's called the Jubilation. Someone oh, nice. told me to go to uh, uh, Total Wine, and I told them to go Total Fuck Themselves. And because, uh, uh, you know. Good. That's not a place I want to support. And I went and bought mead. I was like, well, if we're going to do a show about mead, I'd like to have some available. So tell the listeners out there, what what is it, first of all? Okay. Like, Because I, I, I was like, the first time I ever heard of mead was from the movie The 13th Warrior. 
and okay. he's like trying to tell the guy like here have a drink and he goes and he's muslim and he goes i can't have you know the fermentation of uh wheat or rye or whatever and he goes it's made of honey and he throws it at him and i was like oh. that, yeah. <laughs> so uh mead is essentially uh, a fermented beverage made from honey uh, it could have other things added to it, such as fruit, spices, herbs. Uh, you can even add grains to it if you wish. And that's just, they're just all different kinds of mead. Um, mead is thought to be the one of the first fermented beverages purposely uh -huh. made by humans. Okay. Uh, and there are multiple different kinds of mead throughout the world. And when we, when we here in the States talk about mead, usually we're talking about the Northern European variety or, you know, you think of like the Vikings, right? But there are also other kinds of mead. Uh, for example, in Ethiopia and Etria, uh, you have tej, which is uh, just another fermented honey drink. And they add uh, a it's, it's a species of uh, the buckthorn plant, which is called uh, gesho. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. But it, they use it in the same way we use hops okay. uh, because that's what's available locally. So, you it know. Makes it, hmm? it makes it better. Or yum yum. It makes it yeah, better. Yeah, that's right. It, it adds depth of flavor and complexity to it, just like the reason that we use hops. Okay, um, so I got the redstone meadery here. Okay. So when I pop this one. open, what should I, what's that? Say that, James? I said that's a good one. Okay. So when I pop yeah, this good. open, what should I smell? What, what, what am I looking for? So it, it depends. So when you look at the label, does okay. what, what, are the, what does it say? Does it say it has any fruit in it or is it just straight up honey wine? Well, I went, I went for the, the mountain honey wine because I didn't want anything to like, I didn't want to go for like uh, off flavor, you know, for like, I wanted to try meat, like just straight okay. up. So it says traditional mountain honey wine uh, style. Traditional meads celebrate pure honey. This mead has no fruit, herbs, or spices added. Okay. So that's just a traditional straight mead. Yeah. Uh, when you pop open the top okay. and you pour it out, you should smell honey. Uh, whatever oh. honey usually smells like to you. Okay. Um, what I would do, what I like to do uh, when I pour it into my glass, I do like to swirl it like the, Ooh, the crows do. And you stick your nose in it. You're supposed okay. to smell honey. You should smell honey up front. It smells like wine. <laughs> okay. It like, it so like wine. It, it might be drier. Um, and that, that does happen. Um, some meads don't, don't smell as much as honey. But when you taste it, oh. you might taste the honey. No. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't know if there's, you know, much to say, but how is it that you can make a dry, um, you know, drink out of something so sweet like honey? How, how do you get the, the sweetness out of it? So, I mean, honey is just sugar, right? right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mostly sugar. So what you need to do is you get a yeast that can just tear through all that sugar and make it into alcohol. Once mm. you remove all the sugar, that's how you get a dry mead. Um, and there are yeasts that, that do that very well. Uh, one of them is uh, Lavlin EC118, which is a Cote de Blanc uh, yeast strain. And that can ferment up to 20% alcohol. I've talked to people who have gotten it up to 30% alcohol. Holy shit. Wow. That's yeah. killer. Yeah. Oh. When I was researching a little bit, it was talking about how mead can have like a, a, a range. And they were saying anywhere between like 3.5 to 18%. But it sounds like it can go significantly higher than that as well but you know what for in in your experience what has been like the average alcohol uh content 
So again, it, it depends. Uh, it depends on so many things. Uh, it depends what yeast strain you're using. There are thousands, thousands of yeast strains that you know you can use to ferment wine or other beverages. The one that I have the most experience with and the one that I like the most is the Lavalin D47. And that specific one kind of clocks out about 12 to 14% alcohol by volume, typically. But uh, if you feed it correctly, and if you take really good care of it, and you keep it at a temperature it likes, I've gotten it up to 20. Okay. Uh, so, yes. you know, it, it just depends on a lot of different things. What else are you adding to the batch? Are you giving it nitrogen? Are you giving it, uh, you know, other things to eat? Are you giving it energizer? What kind of honey are you putting in there? How much honey are you putting in there? Mm -hmm. it, it depends on so many different things. Wow. I had no idea. Have, Man. You, ever tried, um, have you ever tried anything with, uh, like, uh, carbonic maceration? Well, that carbonic? was a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I have not. Uh, and um, so are you talking about, um, like, when they – take the fruit and they they macerate it with um yeah it's the forced fermentation thing they use yeah. for like uh, like young wines i've never seen um, that done with mead. I, I, like, I, I never have seen that done with mead and uh i have i have seen it done with a couple of wines and personally i'm not a fan uh but that's just my opinion well what, what's your okay so What's your background? Like, how long have you been? Like, how long have you been making mead? So, um, I did go to University of Maryland. I graduated with a bachelor's degree in microbiology, so that's pretty helpful for me. You're like the Breaking <laughs> Bad person of mead. <laughs> well, I'm not doing anything illegal, so let's let's get that cleared up right now for anyone who's watching. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, that's definitely helpful. Um, I've been brewing for oh gosh about 11 years now. Uh, so she tells me, she goes, well, I'm an amateur. And I was like, how long have you been going? For 11 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, that's not a fucking amateur. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what, what you think an amateur is. I well, I mean, to be completely fair, like meat does take a long time to cultivate and age properly. Like the one I'm drinking now is about two years old. Okay. Um, this is a uh, apple wine with uh, killer bee honey in it. And it's got like a really nice caramel flavor to it. It's very interesting. Very cool. That's awesome. So what made you decide? Like, you're like, I'm going to make mead. That's my thing. That's what I like. So um, one of the things that I really like about making mead is that it is great for people who are busy or people who are lazy because <laughs> you can literally just let it sit and do nothing and it'll be fine. And in fact, it'll be better. Um, so, you know, before the job I had now, um, I had a very busy job. I was working 70, 80, 90 hour work weeks, very normal. Um, and I just didn't have time for anything. Uh, but I did have time to take 15 to 20 minutes and throw together a quick batch and just stash it in the basement for six months, you know? Wow. Um, so it, it's great for people who just don't have the time to babysit things. Don't. You, you don't have to heat it up like you do beer. When you brew beer, you have to boil the mash. You don't have to do that with mead. Um, and in fact, they recommend that you don't do that so you don't lose the honey quality. You know, so if you're oh, wow. doing like a varietal, like for example, you'd be surprised like what different honeys taste like, like cotton honey kind of tastes like lemonade. Um, the, you know, things like that. 
And if you boil it, you lose those great phenolic characteristics of that honey. So don't boil it. Um, just make sure that your yeast is prepared to be tossed in the batch and just let it do its thing. That's it. Oh, wow. So, you know, you can do it at home. You can do like one gallon batches. I, I do one gallon test batches all the times of like, you know, my, my beekeeper of choice gets a new honey in from somewhere and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to try that. And I just do a quick one gallon batch and see how it turns out. So you have your own like beekeeper? Like they're just like, hey, what's up? Well, so I have a um, someone who I uh, I go I they're my go-to person for honey because I know that their honey is real that it's not cut with anything, it's a hundred percent real honey. It's not. Oh, are you sure this isn't it. illegal here? You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want that shit cut with baby aspirin, yo. No, no, <laughs> no. But um, you know, you can make sure that your honey is is really honey, there's actually a small uh, icon on the label of your honey that you should be looking for. It says true source certified. And I, I think even Kirkland does it, like Costco brand honey is true source certified. Um, okay. Doesn't mean that if you don't see that label that it's not real honey, it's just, it's a way to verify that it's not cut with sugar. <laughs> I was like, so, like, I don't want my shit cut with nothing. Right, well, like, if, it, if it is cut with sugar, it won't ferment right. There was like a lot of fentanyl in the, in the, in the mead market <laughs> lately. Oh yeah, you gotta be careful. That. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, so you're you're a connoisseur of 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 mead. Like that's this is like is this your favorite like thing to drink or is this? Um, it it is, and you know, it's funny. Um, you know, people be people like, oh my god, you make all this mead. Do you drink it all? And and the answer is actually no. Uh, I, I I don't have a drinking problem. I have a fermentation problem. Um, so a lot of it, a lot of it, I give out to friends and family for birthdays. It's an easy birthday present, Christmas present. Um, you know, I will send a lot of samples to different competitions. I send it to professional mead makers or hand it out to professional mead makers. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I get in my horse stance and I'm, I'm like, so what do you think? You know? Yeah. <laughs> So when you say competitions, I mean, like, I didn't even know, like, I, I heard of mead and I've always wanted to try mead and I've talked to people and, and they're like, yeah, I make it and I'll give you some, sometime, and no one ever has. And then I talk to you and you're like, yeah, man, I make mead for competitions. Like what kind of competitions are there? So there, there's a lot of different ones. Uh, most homebrewing competitions of some flavor have a mead division, yeah. although, oh. Uh, oh, this Stevens, uh, one of my brewing buddies. So oh, okay. He, he, he and I did a, a collaboration in uh, January yeah. on uh, a, a grain batch uh, that we did. It's really nice. It's like a cross between a um, a Belgian draft and uh, like a um, a caramelized meat. It's really okay. nice. Um, right. But yeah, but the, for the competitions, almost every homebrew competition has a meat division. Okay. Um, and in fact, there is one competition uh, that is for meat exclusively, and that's called the Mazer Cup. And that's in Denver every year. But of course, with COVID-19, all of my competitions yeah. got canceled. Why is all the alcohol competitions the big ones in Denver? That's my question. I don't know. I mean, isn't isn't that where the homebrew movement started or the microbrew movement started? It, like it came back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Who knows? Um, but, uh, they've been here for a while. Mm -hmm. I mean, they get weed. Come on, man. How many things <laughs> they're going to get, you know? 
Yeah, I yeah. know. But so, you know, so you've, you've, have you ever like done well in competitions or you? Um, so I've, I've been doing competitions for about, this, this would, would have been my third year um, had my competitions not been canceled. And uh, it was funny when I first entered uh, the competitions, uh, you know, I thought I was awesome. And I was, I was like, man, all my friends love my meat. And, you know, I think I'm going to do great. And then I got my uh, score sheets back. You get score sheets, almost like a report card. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, basically the, the score sheets came back and uh, they could be summarized with, this is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> Oh, no. really? Yeah, they, they, they were. They, I mean, it's what I wanted. I I wanted professional feedback. I wanted someone with you know a really refined palate to taste my mead because they can taste yeah. things that nobody else can. Um, and as a result, my mead got a lot better. So okay. you know, it it was definitely a good thing. But you know, it it was a little bit heartbreaking. I yeah. think literally. Uh, I mean, okay, uh, hold on. When you open that envelope, you kind of want. This is one of the best meads I've ever had in my entire life. You kind of want that, right? I mean, you kind of want that. You, you do. Uh, I think literally one of my score sheets said, this is not what mead should taste like. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. I went to the bathroom and immediately vomited. Yeah. <laughs> you are a disgrace to yourself and your family. Right, yeah. They're they, pretty harsh. They, I mean, you know, it's um, it's critical feedback, you know, and and my meat is better for it. So I really can't okay. complain. Okay. So what did you take from that? Like, what did you fix? What did you, what did you tweak? What did you do that was different? So when I, when I first went, um, you know, it was, it was, first of all, I, when I actually talked to the judges in person, they were all extremely nice. And, well, um, <laughs> yeah, right. And one of them actually, uh, he is the editor of uh, Winemaker Magazine. And he sat down with me for an hour and okay. tasted the meads that I brought with me and went over, okay, so here are the good things about it. Here are the things you really need to fix. Oh, damn. Um, and one of the things that I was able to fix very easily was making sure that uh, I keep oxygen away from my mead while it's aging. You okay. know, that's something I hadn't considered. Um, so it's, it's things like that and also, uh, you know, making sure that you stir your mead when it's fermenting. So it releases the carbon dioxide so the yeast can breathe, huh. you know, and my mead is, I think it's even better than what it was before. I was able to get it clear. So like this, like I said, this is when I made, you can see how crystal clear it is. Okay. You know, you want to be able to read a newspaper through it. Oh, damn. And you couldn't before it was just like real thick and it was cloudy. It was cloudy. cloudy. Um, so how there, yeah, how there, dare you I know, bring right? This, how dare you bring this to the competition? Cloudy. <laughs> so, and he, he taught me a couple things about, you know, what to, what to look out for. For example, if you're drinking a, a mead or a wine and you taste almonds, right? That, that means that, uh, you got some oxidation in there, that there was ox oxygen introduced uh, to the wine or the mead while it was aging. So you don't want the almond taste because I kind of, I kind of do. Really? I like almond. Yeah, like Vega <laughs> Brewery in Las Cruces, they make an almond beer. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, they make a pecan beer, and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't know. About I think uh, Haymaker Meadery up in Pennsylvania, they make a peanut butter and jelly mead, which is really you, you would you would be like no, but it's good. It really is. I like okay. it. So are there? Uh, yeah, that that's another question. So they're like there's meaderies like around because like. We don't have that here. 
So it's it's yeah, uh, where there's several uh, there's several in state. I guess you're not open anymore. Let's see. Well, Maybe they get Kmart. Those are not around anymore. Kmart's not around. You're right. Yeah, that, I know you get meteries and Kmart's mistake. <laughs> so it says two brothers bees, but I, you know, I, here's the problem. I don't know if they're open anymore. Right. Because I've never heard of them. There's two bee brothers meadery and Falcon meadery and winery. Oh yeah, I saw Falcon. That's in Santa Fe though, right? So that doesn't that doesn't count. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what I'm also curious about is what are the main differences in like regional regional mead in this area compared to maybe like over in Europe or um, elsewhere? What are some big differences with that? That's a good question. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, question. that's a pretty good question. I think uh, yeah, Charm City Meadery is is like our flagship meadery in uh, Baltimore. Oh, okay. Um, so the, it comes in like the can, and it's pretty widely available. Uh, in this in this region, comes in a can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just like beer. That's weird. Is that the, I mean, because it's a wine, right? So you can brew it like a beer. There's so many different ways that you can make mead. Um, you know, you can make what's called a hydromel, which is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's like watered down mead, but you carbonate it, and it drinks like a beer. Okay. See, uh, you know, that's I the way like I've had it. I feel like this is like the next movement coming. Like, I, I think I think it is. I think that there's just some obstacles with it becoming mainstream. What's the, uh, well, the price of honey? Probably one of them. The price of honey maybe is one of them. I think it's also more like you know what it what is America's favorite beer? It's Budweiser. But right? is, is it Budweiser? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, but you know what I mean? Like you know, Americans like their lagers. You know, course, it, yeah. things that have strong flavors. Um, Not so much. Don't just they just don't sell as well. Um, it's weird that way, right? Yeah, it, and I there's so many meteries that are just absolutely phenomenal, fantastic. If you have money to spend, get a bottle from a Shram's Meadery up in Michigan. Um, his mead is the gold standard for which all other meads are judged by. He, oh, he literally wrote the book on making mead. This sounds, this sounds like but, a movie. Like you see him, and he's like the villain in the film. He's like, oh, no, no, he's not the villain. He's, no, the, he's he's the wise old man. He's the Yoda. Oh, he's the Yoda. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if, if you if you visit him, and you know, I did have the um, uh, the pleasure of meeting him at one of the competitions. He is the nicest guy. Oh, okay. he is so nice. He's I take so everything sweet. I said back. <laughs> um, you know, most most of the professional mead makers that I've run into are really nice, very welcoming. Um, you know, really, they, they want to hear about what you're making, you know, right. which you don't find, you know, with other professionals and other communities. You I'd know, say, so honestly, in the beer community here, I, I'd say there's a little bit of that. Uh, there used to be a lot of that. Mm -hmm. It depends on the breweries. Right. You know, there used to be a lot there, of it. There are arch enemies in our town as well. So, oh, you yeah. know. We have some villains. Right. But yeah. I, you know, it's weird. Like the the bigger a community gets, the 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 less friendly it gets. It seems like, because I remember like yeah. back back in the day, there was like fifteen breweries in, the, in in Albuquerque, and they were all friends and you know, drank each other's beer. And now mm -hmm. it's like now it's like fuck those guys. <laughs> I, I think you know, 
like you said, that happens whenever any community, yeah. you know, grows beyond its borders. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so what is so? I, I, when I was at the store, mm-hmm. and I was like asking about the mead, you know, the meads that they had. They had quite the selection. This is Jubilation. Mm-hmm. I like to support local. Mm-hmm. Uh, people tried to steer me towards, like I said, Total Wine, and they, that place can go fuck themselves. Um, <laughs> they, they, there was a lot of different, like, I, I wanted to just get, like, straight up, like, mead. Mm-hmm. And then there was just a lot of different flavors. So what is what is your favorite flavor to use? Like, what is your favorite, like, thing to use to flavor mead? Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> oh, man. Or what is one that you've had that you're like that was not a good idea? Oh, I've had I've I've done plenty of those. Oh, um, toilet paper meat is disgusting. Right. Um, you know, you you, you kind of have to think about like what what culinarily goes well with honey, you know? Okay. Um, and I I actually was uh, on this was years ago. I was on the forums and I was on the meat one of the meat forums and I was talking to one of these guys who's like you know I don't know where to start and I was, and I told him. Think about what goes well with honey. And then he reported back six months later and said, yeah, I put heavy cream in my mead. And I was like, no, oh. that's not what I meant <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, the peanut butter sounds right. Peanut butter and honey is great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and it works. It does work. But, you know, there are some fruits, you know, for example, that just don't work well when they're fermented. Um, okay. You know, for example, dragon fruit does not work well. Really? Uh, persimmon does not work well. Uh, it, in my experience, I've tried it, and it kind of tasted like Listerine. Oh. Uh, yeah, they, 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 get, they get astringent really fast. That reminds me of, like, high school. I like, oh, let's drink Listerine. <laughs> let's drink Listerine. Oh, my God. Um, you know, so, but my, my go-to, you know, that I make that I really like, uh, I made a, uh, raspberry peach that is just really, really nice. Um, and it's, it's really nice in the summer. Um, I add like a few sprigs of mint into it and it's, you know, I could drink that all day. That does sound good. Um, you know, as far as like professional brands, uh, that are really good, um, I'm a huge fan. Right now, I've been uh, drinking a lot of uh, Fling and Desire from Moonlight Meadery. They're up in Vermont. And I think they do ship to New Mexico, but you have to check their page. There was one that was like $30 a bottle, and I almost got it. Yep. that's. Uh, this, was about, this was about $20. You should, ever- uh, you should check out how much uh, the mead from Shrams costs. They have, I, I, they yeah. have bottles that are like 375 milliliters that are $150. As long as I can take it up to the counter and go, this is a Shram. Tired of yeah. it. Right. Um, but uh, so is there a, does anyone make a caramel apple? That sounds, that seems like it would be a perfect. Uh, I do. I make a caramel, oh! I make a caramel apple. Mm-hmm. Get my address. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, what I do is I actually caramelize the honey itself, and I oh. add it to uh, apple cider, and I ferment it what's, that way. What's one that you've made? You're like, oh, not so oh, good. Oh my gosh, there's been so many. Um, <laughs> that bacon one, not so good. Yeah, <laughs> don't add animal products to your meat. <laughs> um, I think one that I made, um, I made it with uh, ginger. And I just used the wrong strain of yeast, and I uncorked that carboy, and I immediately wanted to vomit. It smelled like 
rotten eggs, burnt tires, and rotten asparagus. It was oh, awful. Oh, um, so Lost Lunas. Yes. <laughs> I'm being there. Oh my gosh. You're like, I don't know what Lost Lunas is. It's a city. I'm just kidding. I really meant um, I really meant Belen. Um but yeah, it's um that that is a smell that you never forget. Uh, when you uncork a, a carboy or something that you've been working on, let's see how this smells, and you're like, "Oh God!" Does it ever come out where like smells awful, and but it tastes good? That's never happened to me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I've messed up more batches than I've had successful batches to be. But, you know, but I feel like that's a good way to learn, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. you know it's. It, 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 like ten years ago, mead was still kind of the wild west of of uh, uh, home brewing. You know, yeah. there wasn't as many good resources uh, back then. We have a lot better resources nowadays. Um, so. so, what is the actual process? Can you take us through that somewhat? Sure, uh, I'd be glad to. So, um, I actually have some of my stuff here. Oh, um, so if, PowerPoint presentation, guys. I, I do not have a PowerPoint. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> um, but I have some tools that I just wanted to show you. So one of the first things you're going to want to get is one of these guys. Ooh. So um, this is called a hydrometer. And what this does is it measures the amount of sugar that is in your fermentable beverage. And what that's going to tell you is what the potential alcohol by volume is going to be. So what you do is when you first uh, throw together your batch, you take a reading with this hydrometer. And then there's literally websites where you can plug the values in when you start your fermentation and then when you finish, and it'll give you the alcohol by volume, and that's it. Oh, damn. Do you ever Um, have like a a, a one that you're like, oh, damn, this is actually going to be way higher than I expected? Oh, all the time. Maybe too high? All the time. That that happens to me more often than I'd like to admit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Math was not my strong suit in school. Uh, <laughs> I still struggle with it to this day. And, you know, part of it is uh, I've been told, like, I really kind of baby my yeast uh, to the point where they're just so happy. They just keep producing uh, past what they're supposed to do. Um, so I've been, to- I've been told to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but from start to, start to finish, uh, the first thing you're going to want to do is make sure that all your stuff is sanitized. Um, and just kind of a quick word, uh, first, the, you want to sanitize. You don't have to sterilize, okay? When we think of sterilization, we think of like hospitals, right? You know, all their equipment has to be sterilized. You don't have to sterilize. You just have to sanitize. And one of the things that I use, you know, here's your product placement, Chris. Um, this is, uh, oh, you can't really see it. This is called StarSan. This is what yeah. I use to... Sanitize uh, all of my equipment. It's literally like a very viscous syrupy liquid, and you, it gives you a, a squeeze bottle, and you can measure it on this side right here, and it tells yeah. you how much to add per gallon of water. And you just, you know, douse all of your stuff with uh, the star sand, and you'll be good to go. Uh, you leave it on for at least 30 seconds on all surfaces that you're going to be using, and that's it. It's great. Um, if you have equipment that needs to be actually cleaned, uh, don't use a uh, dish detergent like Dawn, yeah. uh, use an actual powdered brewery wash that rinses clean. Because what I found out like very recently, more recently than I'd like to admit, 
uh, Dawn leaves a residue on your dishes. That's why it rinses so pretty and so oh. clean. Uh, and you don't want that in your fermentable beverages, right? I, I like so, Dawn with beer. It's pretty good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's, and it's nice and blue, right? <laughs> yeah. What's that blue drink you have, Chris? Uh, it's Dawn? It's Dawn. It's fermented Dawn. It's great. Take, takes the grease oh. right out of your stomach. Oh, God. <laughs> so bad. Holly's like, please, no, stop. Uh, <laughs> um, so after, after you've, like, cleaned and sanitized everything, um, you know, you're, you're going to start making your meat. I'm going to assume, you know, you're going to make just a simple traditional one, which is literally honey, water, yeast, and nutrient. That's it. You know, if, if you want to add fruit, if you want to add spices, that's like a whole other process and a whole other step. Um, so the first thing you're going to want to do is take your honey and water and put it in your container. Uh, and depending on what the ratio is of honey to water, that's how much alcohol you're going to get out of your meat. So, you know, if you put less honey in, you'll probably have a drier mead, but you'll have less alcohol. If you put more honey in, you're going to have maybe a sweeter mead, but you're going to have more alcohol by volume. So, you know, that's that's something to consider when you're when you're brewing. So uh, I, have, I have a question. Go ahead, Holly. Go ahead. How big are your batches that you're making each time? So good question. Um, so I have experimental batches that are one gallon. Um, and I have tried and true recipes that are 10. Okay. Yep. That's cool. So uh, eventually I'd like to get like the uh, large 20 gallon fermenters, but you know, I, I don't have uh, $1,500 to just throw it things. So do you have, and also do you have the space? Yeah. So we have a basement and I have a room that's in the basement that's completely allocated to me. I mean, we um, haven't really said, uh, so Kim is actually in the DC area. She's mm -hmm. not here. She's not local. Wow. Um, so, I mean, you know, I, I wow, when you said that, that fermenter, I was like, holy shit, where are you putting that at? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all of my uh, hooch is in the basement. You know, where are you like, sticking that like fermenter at, huh? Right. <laughs> so, exactly. I have a question. So, I have a question because I, I, you know, I, I went and bought, so I went and bought the bottle of the bottle of mead. So, mm. then I get home and I'm like, do I put it in the refrigerator? Does it sit out? What does it do? And so then I was like, I looked it up online. And it was like, well, you, can, you know, the drier it is, like, you, yeah, I don't know. So what do people do? Like, is it chilled? Is it not chilled? What's the what's the rule? So there is none. Um, you drink it how you like it, just like most oh. things. Um, so, you know, I, I do both, actually. Like, if I buy a bottle of mead, like, I will uh, take it. I'll leave it out at room temperature. I'll try it that way. And then I'll stash it in the fridge, and I'll try it that way. And Because oh. it does say, yeah, it does. Okay. So let me read the bottle here. And, I, and this was interesting to me. It was like serving temperature. We suggest serving slightly chilled. However, feel free to experiment as different nuances are revealed at different temperatures. Yep. So the, the, like, the different uh, phenols that are in the, the original honey source will okay. come through depending on what temperature you're drinking it at. So I, was, course, I was worried. I was like, there's just anarchy and <laughs> it's like do what you want i'm like i don't want to i need direction <laughs> give me leadership damn it <laughs> leadership, yeah. so yeah so i ha this is chilled and it, you know I, I have to say this is actually pretty you know i'm not a wine drinker by mm -hmm. it's necessary and i and i i am thoroughly enjoying this mm, good yeah, yeah and, and you know people i think that that's part of the mistake that some people make like they go to mead thinking it's gonna taste like wine and it doesn't yeah 
Um, it you know, doesn't have any have... kind of vinegar taste to it, which I thoroughly enjoy. <laughs> See, I, wine... I like I like wine too, but you know, it's like, you know, you, you got to appreciate wine for what it is, and you got to appreciate mead for what it is, just like you got to appreciate, you know, beer for what beer it is. for what it is, yeah. You know, very true. Um, but uh, oh, but uh, back to the process. Um, oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, you're fine. So uh, once you put your honey and your water in. Um, you're going to prep your yeast. Uh, I use a product called GoFirm, and what it does, it just kind of gently wakes up yeast and gets it ready for, you know, its long journey of fermentation. You know, as opposed to just tossing the yeast in, it's kind of like the difference between someone coming up and saying, "Hey, I made you breakfast in bed. The, you know, the coffee's gonna come up in a few minutes. You know, and." You know, as opposed to someone just ripping the sheets off of you and throwing you in your car and saying, go to work. You know, which one would you rather have? <laughs> you know, uh, so the, that's what the go firm does. It just gently wakes up the yeast and prepares it for what's, what it's supposed to do. So after you've done that, you've prepped your yeast, you do what's called a pitch, which just literally means you put the yeast into the batch. And after that, you're going to take a hydrometer reading, which is what I was talking about earlier. Depending on your hydrometer reading, that's how much your how much nutrient you're going to add. Now, with mead as opposed to beer and wine, you have to add additional nutrients. And the reason for that is that honey is completely devoid of nitrogen. When you're making wine or you're making beer, you have fruit or you have grain or something like that, you have nitrogen in, in the batch already that the yeast can use to consume. Honey does not have that. So you have to add an external source of nitrogen. Um, I use so a product called Fermate O, which is just a organic for, form of nitrogen that's basically like dead yeast hulls. Um, some people use Fermate K, which is the uh, synthetic laboratory created version of Fermate O. Um, so I actually use a method called TOSNA, T-O-S-N-A. There's an entire website on it. You plug your hydrometer readings into it and it tells you exactly how much nutrients to add, um, when to add it. It's great. It's so stress-free and that's why I like to use it. Um, and TOSNA also gives you something called a staggered nutrient addition, which means you don't dump all of the nitrogen in at once. You space it out over a couple days and up to two weeks, depending wow. on what you're trying to do and what yeast strain you're trying you're using. Wow, I'm surprised how close of a process this is to brewing. So my boyfriend is a brewer, and this is a very close process. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's very very similar. I think um, one thing that I noticed that brewers, uh, beer brewers, get really anxious about when they're making mead, they're always on the lookout for infections because when mm -hmm. you're brewing beer, oh, yeah. it can get infected so easily. Isn't so, that crazy yeah. weird? Like yeast, like the like it's a living organism. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's also that, you know, grain has a lot of um, microbes attached to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Honey is naturally antiseptic. They've opened up oh. Egyptian tombs and found edible honey. Because yeah. it just, it doesn't go bad. Honey does not go bad. It might I've crystallize, seen, but it won't go bad. I've seen like uh, TV shows where they went and found, like you were saying, like they found like yeah. ancient uh, honey and they made mead out of it or they mm -hmm. made... Yeah, and then I yep. saw one show where they made a beer that they had. They found the recipe like in, in an Egyptian tomb. Yeah, and I always like wanted. I wonder like what that you know. You, oh, always wonder, you always wonder like who was like who was like 
hey, this uh, this honey in this water has been sitting here for a while. Let's drink it. And then they get all <laughs> fucked up, and they're like, oh, this that's a good idea. I, I, I like to think it was more like, a, you know, dude, I dare you to drink that. You know? Right. <laughs> right? Oh, you have that water and honey soaking in your basement for six months. Yeah. You should drink it. Ah, yeah. It, smells, it actually smells oh. kind of good. I'll give you two gold coins if you drink it, you know. (laughs) Shit, I would have done it for free. Right, right, right. I have a story. So I have a story because I grew up on a farm. And I remember, like, going off to college. And, you know, my dad, my my mom and my dad drink, you know, they drink pretty well. Like, you know, they they have their whole lives. So I've been around it my whole life. I just remember going out, like, when I came back from college and um, I went drinking with my, my, my high school friends. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I had to get up and I had to go to work. And my dad knew that I got all fucked up. And I'm nice. hung over the next day. And he's like, "Yeah, we got to clean this. Uh, this. Ooh, my camera just went out. He's yeah. like, "We got to clean. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear okay. you. Yeah, we can see. He's like, you. He's like yeah, we got to clean this. We have to clean this grain that's been sitting in water. Oh God, out of the out of the, out of the tractor bucket." Oh, no. It's been there for weeks in the hot sun, and it smells like shitty beer. Oh no! And I remember like shovel, you know, we we're like shoveling it out in the hot sun, and I just threw up everywhere, man. Oh my god, that reminds my, me of my college my days. Pur- my dad did it on purpose. Yeah, right. Of course, that reminds me of my college days. You know, like when it would be too warm, and you know, people would, you know, just leave beer cans and stuff like sitting out in the sun, and it was just dead oh. soldiers. Oh man, uh, that's rough. So, the meat industry, like, so, like, so, there, you, you guys have a lot of meateries over there. We, we, we don't. Mm-hmm. I guess we have a couple, but I've never seen them. Never, like, I never have, like, if they existed. Like, I was looking at them, and I, like, one of them, like, opened in two thousand and five. I don't know if that's. Mm-hmm. A, I don't know if those are around anymore. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the future of the meat industry, though? Like, is this the next thing? Is this it? So I, I've been told by um, a couple uh, alcohol distributors that like meat is going to be the next big thing. Um, and part of that is because meat is naturally gluten free. So all the people who can't oh. have gluten, you can have meat, um, yeah. you know, and, and unless it's brewed with grain, of course. Um, yeah. And it's not something you really have to worry about. And, you know, you can make meat taste pretty similar to beer by just using honey. You know, oh. um, you know, there's all kinds of mead. If if you want to try a beer like mead, look for a session mead. Uh, it's exactly like a session beer to me. Okay. okay. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people make uh, what's called a uh, a bracket or a bracket, which is a hybrid between a beer and a mead. You know, and I do have one that's aging in my basement right now. It's really nice. Really? What kind of beer? Uh, it's a Belgian. So it's a Belgian oh. crossed with. Um, uh, I don't remember what we used. I think we just used like a run-of-the-mill honey. I, I've actually switched from the mead to an award-winning beer myself. Mm. Oh, Blue Ribbon award-winning. Beer. Award-winning. Yeah. Nice. And and it's and a Topo Chico, so that's not you know. Blue you know. um, You know, but I I think that you know, like I said earlier, I think that there's a huge obstacle by like what's popular with the okay. American palate. You know, as opposed to, you know, what what people what people are willing to pay for, um, for a bottle yeah. of meat. You know, because like you said, you see bottle the small bottles are like twenty to thirty dollars. 
honey is expensive. Green oh no, this not. this one. So this one was twenty bucks. A mm -hmm. bottle of the same size but a different brand was thirty bucks. Right. And I was just like, well, I'd, I I would have bought the thirty, but I just didn't. You know, I like they were all flavored. Mm -hmm. And I wanted I wanted like I want straight up straight mead so I could you know take some hits off that. Right. <laughs> and I'm I'm a fan. I'm not. When I was right? reading about it, it was saying that there is only within the last couple of decades that a, like a commercial mead was even really being available like widely. Right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it, that in itself is already going to start making it more available to people. Um, but huh. it just takes it takes time. Yeah, it, does. it, it takes time because, you know, you think about most, you know, microbreweries and um uh, you know, smaller businesses, you know, they don't have money for advertising. So they just pretty much rely on word of mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, I think people are really starting to pick up on it. And uh, I think it's, it's going to be the next big thing. It's going to be the next you're saying thing. Like a mead takes two years, right? To make Some, they, they can, they can. Um, I've made mead that is, I would, I'm going to call it drinkable in six weeks. <laughs> I like this. How do you go from sidetrack beer to PBR? This is someone I saw at sidetrack beer. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, uh, you don't. It's just it's, it's a thing. You know? Um, so that's interesting. So, what is what are your what is your goals making me like what for you? Like, what do you what do you want to do with it? What do you so, want? To so, I mean, as of right now, I'm a hobbyist. You know, I love making mead. It makes me happy. It makes my friends happy uh, that I share it with them. Yeah, uh, and, love it. yeah, that's right. I'll go ahead. Kim's house is getting ripped up. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I have a um, a kegerator in my basement. Oh, uh, of mead. Yeah, I have <laughs> two, I have two different kinds on tap. Oh my goodness! I have like Why? ten. I, well, I had ten gallons on tap, and now they're empty because I was a, getting yeah. out for food during Fun people. That's right. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are in the DC area, come visit and uh, I'll set up a tasting flight for you guys. <laughs> oh, I will. Oh, I will. You know, I, will. Um, I know you're not letting my boyfriend listen to this episode because now he's going to want his own area for fermenting and kegerators. And he's like, honey, I need a, you know, 20 gallon fermenter. I mean, I have that. Yeah. You know, my, my husband's been, you know, incredibly supportive of me. <laughs> the, the entire journey that I've gone from like, you know, a couple glass carboys to all the way up to, I think yeah, Steven's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, to like, I have an entire room in the basement where I've just basically said, I guess this is mine now. Uh, <laughs> okay. How can he not be supportive? My wife's like, yeah, I want to take the basement and I want to like make alcohol. And I'd be like, this is my dream. Right. I mean, yes. you know, and, and like I said earlier, you know, <laughs> my dream. Uh, both of us, like, we don't, we, we don't drink a lot, you know, we drink maybe once or twice a month and that's it. Um, you know, it's not something we indulge in a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's just, he's just been really cool about it. I mean, there'll be days, you know, even weekends where I just completely take over the kitchen and he can't, he knows he can't touch anything because it's all sanitized, you know? So I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'll just be like, babe, I don't know what you're going to do for dinner, but you're going to have to figure it out. <laughs> Better order Papa John's, man. Papa John's, motherfucker. That's right. But um, you know, he knows that there's going to be alcohol down the line, right? Yeah. And, you know, my, um, yeah. Dang. Uh, you know, and I, I give it, I give it to friends and family for Christmas and birthday presents and 
See, you know, and I'm and I guarantee, Easy. I guarantee, I guarantee, there's someone in your family that's like, oh, thank you, and then me, I'd be like, fucking a tonight, <laughs> right. that's gonna be badass. Right, right. Like, I mean, and and not everybody likes it, and you know that's okay too. Yeah, you had I, said that uh, you know fermentation was the, the biggest thing for you. Uh, what other things have you uh, like hobbied around with as far as fermentation goes? Um, so I I have tried uh, I tried to, <laughs> I tried to make beer and it went horribly sideways, oh, and uh, I never that. tried it again. Well, what about like, uh, foods or anything like that? Like, you know, outside of maybe the alcoholic range. Oh, um, so I do make my own cheese. Uh, oh. So I, I really enjoy, enjoy doing that too. So um, yeah, I was really like into it at one point. Like I was making my own brie and blue cheese and stuff. And then I just got to a point where I just decided I didn't want to do it anymore <laughs> because I didn't want to like have an entirely separate fridge for cheese. Right. Um, <laughs> this so, is the cheese fridge. Right. Uh, so I just decided I was going to stick with just like goat cheese and, uh, like, uh, fromage blanc and just stuff that you can make within 24 to 48 hours. Oh, dang. What? That, that's awesome. What about kombucha? So, uh, I did try to make a batch of kombucha and it did not turn out. It it smelled so horrible. I had to immediately cork it and dump it. It was. I was just like, this 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 can't be okay. I feel like it you smelled, threw it off a bridge and it exploded. Yeah, the it I it it smelled like 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 a dumpster in the summer. You know what I'm oh, talking yeah. about? And I was like, I was like, this is not correct. I I need to get rid of this right now. Wow. I don't know. That's pretty much exactly how it smells. But see, I mean, I like I like professionally made kombucha, like yeah. you know. You don't like the flavor of dumpster in the summer. Uh, dumpster only, in the summer. Mm. Only Ooh, on that's the fifth that's Tuesday been of the title of my biography. Uh. <laughs> dumpster in the summer. So yeah, so Ray, so Ray was a pro wrestler and he was the trash king. So dumpster in the summer. <laughs> that's great. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, I saw your, your uh, video, Ray, that was on, uh, what was it, Travels with My Father? Oh, oh yeah. There. She's, she's yeah. talking, Ray. She's talking. That was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> no, I showed her. I showed her. But uh, that's dope, man. I, yeah, so, like, this whole mead thing. Like, I have a friend who has a distillery, mm-hmm. and he's like, I want to make mead. And then he, like, went to go buy the honey, and the honey was so expensive. It can be. Mm-hmm. That he went and started, you know, cultivating bees. Right. So he can make honey for himself yeah. to make mead. Right. And yeah. and it really depends on like where you are. I mean, you you can get decent honey from Costco, you know, by, you know, by the uh, gallon, you know, I yeah. think, uh, you know, one time I went there and it was true source certified. Like I was talking about earlier, yeah. uh, f- uh, five pounds, which is a lot of honey. And uh, it was, I think it was like $15 or something like that. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. But, you know, for me, I, I do shell out money for good, for good ingredients. Um, You know, like I said, I, I get my honey from one source and she, she has really, really good honey and I've had nothing but good results from her honey. So, you know, don't fix what's not broken. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that, that that's a very good point. 
but I mean, and and she has the widest variety of honey I've ever seen. Um, if you want, what does that mean? Like wide variety of honey? Like just they got they got their honey. The honey's made from different pollinations, right? That's right. Yeah. So like like I said, they have killer bee honey. They have cotton honey. They have uh, cranberry honey, blueberry honey, raspberry honey. I mean, you know, of course they have local Maryland wildflower honey. Um, You know, they have, uh, they don't sell clover honey because it's hard to get a hold of clover honey that is not altered in some way. You don't go to the alley and you're like, you're like, this is bullshit, Ricky. And you know. It's like a there's like a guy with a trench coat and he like opens it up and you know honey's in the the trunk of his I got I got honey you know I got what you need I got what you need covered in bees like the candy man (laughs) that's right no it's it's just a bunch of bees in a trench coat that's right yeah that makes he he opens the trunk of his El Dorado and he's all I got the honeys honeys. exactly exactly so um, bullshit Ricky. Right. Yeah, you know what this is. Right. Why are you selling me corn syrup, Ricky? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Do they make a corn syrup honey? That would be fucking. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, it could commonly, if honey is cut, it's cut with corn syrup. Yeah. I recently was like watching something, and a guy was talking on YouTube, and he was talking about how he grew up in uh, the New England area. And he went to a place to have pancakes, and they were like, "Oh, we have we have actual like uh, maple syrup, like real mm-hmm. maple syrup." Mm-hmm. And he called him out on it. He's like, "This is not. This is not." He's like, "I made maple syrup. I, I grew up. I worked the field, and like you know, we we made we worked the the orchard, and like we got maple syrup. This is not." And like he called him out. Right. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I have a friend who lives in Canada, and uh, you know, I've been eating hungry jack syrup for years and uh, I told him about it and he's probably going to be watching this later. I know he is. Uh, Hey Rick. Uh, And uh, he was like, that's, that's terrible. Let me send you some real honey. And he sent me some real Canadian honey. And I tried it for the first time and I was like, I'm, I'm ruined. I'm ruined for honey forever. Like I, I, you know, once you, once you've had the real thing, it's like, there's no comparison. It's like when you've had a Topo Chico and then you have a San Pellegrino yeah, right. Not the fucking same thing. Not Just the same. Thing. Not the same thing. So we've come. So we've come to the end of the first hour. Okay. Um, Kim, you are more than welcome to stay the second hour if you want to. You don't have to. I know that the time difference it's is really late cool. over there. Huh? Yeah. yeah. But the second hour uh, for us is called the it's called the Billy Hour, the Wavy Hour. We just kind of just talk drunk and just do you know just have fun. You're more okay. than welcome to stay. We're gonna take a, a break though. Okay. And uh, if you want to stay, I, I, you're more than welcome to, you know, stay. Yeah, I'll, I'll stay if you'll have me. Uh, absolutely. All right. And, uh, and I will, I will tease this for the second hour. Okay. We have some not so fun brewery business to talk about. Ooh, is it yeah. juicy? Oh, it's very juicy. Ooh. Juicy. It I'm is. For it. It's more juicy than the booty. That's you know, <laughs> oh, the juicy that's really booty. Juicy. It's it's it, and I've got you know. I don't know. We, we, you know, some people have asked, are you guys going to talk about this brewery like thing that happened? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. And I had to mull it over. And like today I finally was like, you know what? We are, we're going to do it in the waiting hour. So it's, well, now uh, I have to stay. I, uh, I actually <laughs> ran into a couple uh, earlier at sidetrack brewing and I got more, more gossip, but not more gossip, more facts <laughs> that make it worse. Wow. So and yeah, I have brewery cheese mate as well. So oh, here we go. Ooh. We're digging in. We're digging in. 
So, uh, does anyone have anything to promote? Smiley, do you have anything to promote for before we go to the break? Nothing new. Like, if you want to see me, uh, uh, second season in Midnight Texas on Hulu or NBC or uh, Daybreak on Netflix. Okay. Ray, what you got going on? Well, as Kit mentioned before, you can find me on Netflix, I guess, if you're looking for it. I'm in uh, Season 3, Episode 1 of Travels with My Father. You can also find me on pretty much any social media platform under Ray Basuda, except for Facebook. I'm very gladly off of that platform. Yeah. But, uh, otherwise, yeah, you can find me about anywhere. And then uh, my art information is uh, at Basuda Paint. So you can and they, they can also like, look you up on YouTube as Ray Basuda, the yeah. track team. And watch your, your wrestling matches if they really want to. I mean, you know, there's, there's some, a, there's a few some matches on there. A lot of promos. I did. Uh, it's a trash king. Now is a you know one of my big things. I put a lot of promos out there that I'm very proud of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Holly, what do you got? I don't really have anything to promote this week. Um, I do. I will tease that there will be new episodes of Bad Advice Saves the World very very soon. We're working on editing. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Oh, Chris, you have no idea. I do have idea. Yeah. But you don't have any idea how hard it is for my brain. Because uh, <laughs> I feel I dumb. Uh, and then, um, I also, next week, I will probably have a podcast that I was a guest on. They haven't told me when it's releasing, so I don't know the information. But I talk about being a stepmom for an hour. So that was fun. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> uh, Kim, I mean, do you want to promote something? Do you like want to promote like like the me- a mead thing or um I mean, I don't have anything personally, but you know, I I challenge everyone to, you know, if you see a mead on the shelf at your favorite local liquor store. Shram, Shram, right? Shram's meadery, Moonlight meadery, uh Ancient Fire, Mead Insider is really good. Um Oh, I'm sorry, those... Mead Insider? Mhm. Huh. Ancient Fire Meat Insider. Uh, I think I think they're also based in Vermont. Uh, so, but yeah, if you see a mead, try it. Uh, you know, just to see if you um, like it. For me, I have uh, I have my YouTube channel, Made Out Media. Uh, I posted a video where I rode my uh, e-board uh, the farthest I've ever been. I rode it down to the Bosque uh, back, uh, so you can watch that video live on my YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. Smash it, like Billy said. Smash that like and subscribe. Um, other than that, you know, like our YouTube channel for Tendering Minimum. Uh, you know, follow us on any social media. We have our website, tenderingminimum.com. Um, we'll be back probably around at 7.10 to give everybody a little bit of time to go to the bathroom because we've all been drinking, I hope. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely thank you guys for watching. Um, we definitely drink when we do the show. Uh, you should as well. But always remember... Never get too drunk to drink. Ten drink minimum. See you guys at seven ten. All right. I sold my soul to the bottle. Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets 
the billy hour uh, everybody's still here i don't know i don't know Kim dropped out. i don't know what happened there can everybody hear me i'm here yeah it's okay hey. oh weird. there you are okay cool okay uh, i just i closed my camera holly is still you're muted you're muted holly i can't unmute you oh Sorry. Holly, are you? oh that's cool all right all right all right so Kim asked at the break, she wanted to know what the deal with Total Wine is. I mean, you guys have Total Wine where you're at, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Total Wine moves into areas, and they try to shut down all the mom-and-pop locations. Like, that's their, their model. So like a Walmart business yeah. model. But what happened here in New Mexico specifically is when the pandemic first happened, um, uh, liquor stores were still allowed to be open and all the liquor stores that were local were like uh, still doing um, masks and you had to wait in line to get in except for Total Wine. They were just letting everyone in, didn't give a shit, didn't care. Mm. And so the governor was like, okay, well now liquor stores are closed because of Total Wine. Wow. And so then Total Wine went, oh, well, wait, we're a grocery store now. We have snacks and uh, other food, and mm. it really took the state police of New Mexico to go in and shut them down. Wow, that's the total wine issue. Wow, so all the local liquor that's stores, terrible. Have, you know, and this hasn't been said on the show before. They claim, yeah, here we go. Look, boom, they claimed they were a grocery store. Boom, there's someone watching right away. So, yeah, so they claimed they were a grocery store because they had snacks. Mm. And it took the mayor, it took the governor, and they were like, no, you're not. Wow. But did they shut down? Yeah, well, when, once all liquor stores had to shut down, yeah. Okay. I don't know if they are wow. now. So I tried to avoid them. I think they went to a curbside model. What's that? I think they went to a curbside model, which yeah. ultimately they should have been doing in the first place. Right, right, yeah. right. right. Yeah. So, which brings us to, um, does everyone, like, besides Kim, does everyone know what we're about to, like, bring in here, like, what we're about to talk about? No. No. Okay. I do. So, yeah, Holly does. So, in the last couple of weeks, some things have come up. I'll pull it up here. There's been a brewery in the area that I, and I'm not, and I'm not, like, you know, I, I don't. I've never actually been in the brewery, because what's that? No, nah. because like um, it's it's just really far from my house. But oh, start the brewing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so now you know. Yeah. I think so. Well, for for those of us uh, in in so not an know. area. So Cam doesn't know. So like our 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 state is actually doing really well with the uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Our governor is very proactive with the pandemic. And there's kind of a, a divide on whether, like, you know, how that's going. Mm. And 
I, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to speak for everyone on this show, but I, I feel like she's doing a great job. And I feel, uh, you know, I, it's my opinion that I feel like she's, she's looked out for our best interests. And our state is like number two on like states handling the COVID virus. Yeah. Now, that is not always the popular opinion, as I'm about to show you. So, we have, and let me zoom in on this. This this was posted by the. It's owner. not zooming. It's not zooming. I, I thought I zooming. Son of a bitch. It's smaller. <laughs> Damn you, technology! I thought I put it on my desktop. Let me see. Let me make sure. I. But I. This is from the. Okay, there's that one. There it is. Okay, this might work better. So this is from the owner of Star Brewing. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, maybe I can zoom in on this. Can you guys see it? No. I mean, I, I, I can. I can mostly see it. Yeah. Should I set it out as my background? Is that what I'm doing? No. Yeah, totally. You should. Uh, ooh, that's not. Ooh, fun. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. So there, there we, we go. go. So, this is from the owner of Star Brewing. He's like, this is an. And I'll read it out loud. This is an open plea to the United States Attorney General William Barr. We as business owners, specifically restaurant owners, are subject to a tyrannical governor here in the state of New Mexico. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham has declared war on the hospitality industry in New Mexico. We have no direction from this issue. There is no science to back her ludicrous decisions... We are not the problem, but she continues to target uh, us. I encourage all New Mexico restaurant owners to immediately stop paying anyone. Do not pay your vendors. Do not pay you bills. I'm just reading what it said. Do not pay your taxes. Certainly don't pay any state of New Mexico taxes. Share the pain with everyone. Did I miss it? Um, uh, yeah, they've, uh, they've been passing those out. I, yeah, yeah. I've seen it before. Oh, wait, wait. They were passing it out? Yeah, uh, they, uh, they, they post them on closed businesses. Oh, make a photocopy of your invoices and send them to our poor excuse of a governor. Band together business owners. Mr. Barr, we need help here. We have a rogue governor who's ruining lives. Help. If you care, support local businesses, jobs, and just people in this state, please share. We can't lie down and stand for this. Business owner, father, veteran, patriot. Oh and uh, that, that has since been pulled. That's no longer like you can't find that on their, uh, on their any social media. Or you can look at any of the flyers that they put out. So then, so then there was a veteran that like basically said it was disgusting that he posted that, and then he threatened the guy and said, "I'll I'll fight you in the parking lot of Starbucks." Basically. Oh no! Yeah. So. Yikes. So. The only like I've never been to Starbrothers. I've had their beer. Their beer was pretty good. I don't know why my camera keeps right. blanking out there. And uh, I've never actually been to the brewery. But the big thing that they had going for them was is we have the New Mexico United here, which is like the soccer team. 
And that's no longer a thing. Because hmm. they sent posted this. <laughs> and I'll pull that up. You know. I'm not and I'm and I'm not trying to like sway anybody any which way. If you guys want to go, you know, you, you guys are, you know, people have their opinions, and that's a, that's a thing. I, you know, I welcome people to, like, you know. And so the New Mexico curse, which is, like, the the uh, official fan club. Uh, fan club of the United says, since the creation of the curse, we've enjoyed a positive and mutually beneficial relationship with Star Brothers Brewing Company. This is including watch parties, special events, discounts for our members, and more. Star has been the primary home of the curse since our inception. Recent comments made on various forms of social media, by Star Brothers accounts and accounts related to the Star Brothers Brewing Company, leadership have led to us to reconsider this relationship. These comments have added to concern among many members to the point that they are no longer comfortable attending events at Star. Mm-hmm. While we we sympathize with the struggles that Star Brothers Brewing Company and many other local businesses are facing in the light of the ongoing global pandemic and certainly respect their right to free speech, we are not comfortable encouraging our members to patronize a location at which they feel unwelcome and we won't move forward hosting events at this location that many members have indicated they will not attend. In light of these developments, the curse is formally ceasing its relationship with Star Brothers Brewing Company. While we're not planning on having any person in-person event watch parties or events this year anyway, due to the ongoing global pandemic, when it's safe to return to those types of events, we will seek alternate location. Support local and Somos Unidos, your curse leadership. So, man... I had this week a lot of people say, hey, are you guys going to talk about, like literally today, are you guys going to talk about the Star Brothers thing? I left him a one-star review. (laughs) So then I'm literally, I'm literally, I'm literally at Sidetrack Brewing today. And this couple, like we move over, like, so my friend and I were there. And, like, you're sitting at a table by yourself. It's social distancing, and, like, all the tables are full. So we moved to the end, and we let this couple sit with us. And after a little bit, we start talking to them. And they were like, oh. And then so, we, you know, they find, you know, they, we start discussing the show. And then the guy goes, are you going to talk about Star Brothers Brewing? And I, I'm, like, I'm thinking, like, the whole thing. And, like, I'm like, you mean the letter he wrote and how the curse responded? And they didn't know the curse thing. And he goes, and he goes. I thought you were going to talk about the membership thing. And I was like, "What's the membership thing?" Apparently, if you you know you go to a brewery and they have the membership thing where you get a discount. Yeah. Well, they are no longer honoring that. That's oh. So if you paid the membership fee and you got the special discount, hmm. and all of a sudden. You walk up and you say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a member." They're like, "Sorry, tough shit." Wow. Here's the guy right here. Wow. Mug club. And they didn't or let Starfleet. them know ahead of time. No, they did not. Oh. And they're not. No. They're not giving refunds. I'm guessing on oh, the membership they are fees. Not. 
Mm. It's a legal issue at this point. Look at this. Wow. So not only are they not, you know, they, they fuck this up with the curse. They're telling the people when they walk up and they go to pay, if they're a Star Club member, sorry, we can no longer honor your Star Club membership because times are tough. Mm-mm. And then he he like actually like kind of was like that's bullshit and da da da. Finally, the manager goes, "Well, I'll honor it today, but I'm letting you know I'll not honor it in the future." Mm. But no email, no nothing. Boom, here you go. Wow. Bummer. That's I, a actually, I, I used to go there a lot. I like that spot. I haven't gone in a while because um, it is a little out of the way. But um, I used to like to uh, get food there and stuff. But um, you know. There's been so many of these uh, breweries around Albuquerque that have done a lot to try to protect their staff, have done a lot to like protect their community. And yeah. I completely understand like the want to be open and to make money and how it's difficult. But yeah. uh, pointing your finger at the governor is really low um, because you should be pointing higher because if the federal government were doing things that potentially could allow them to stay closed longer, could allow their employees to stay home, if they were getting you know the help they needed on a higher level, uh, you know, our governor could continue doing what she needed to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What What about the places that can't be open? There's places right. that aren't open at all, and yeah. you're right. shit in the bed because you're only okay. So, Kim, you, you you may not be aware. I don't know what it's like where you're at, but here, like you know, the 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 corner, you know, the COVID nineteen spiked again, and basically what they did was they just shut down indoor service. But if you have a patio. You can saw right. or you can do to go, or if you can do right. to go, you can serve food. You can still make money. All that stuff is yeah. still available for breweries. But think no, about- brewery, no brewery has shut down. Has been okay. It's the, the, the same brewery, here. The the breweries have shut down some of them, but they don't. Well, yeah. have their choice. They can have to go. Like you can go and like buy crowlers or growlers and walk like walk away. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's never stopped. And now they're allowed that and patio service. Okay. And these guys are like, the tyrannical, the, the devil is killing us. And, you know, then you have like <laughs> places that are not able to, that haven't been able to open at all this whole yeah. entire time. You yeah. know, like I have friends that own theaters. I have friends that own fucking music venues. Never, there is no curbside. Right, and no. these people curbside are all- theater could be the next big thing. <laughs> you know, you just have a couple of actors come by your car and do a short skit. Yeah. So I just, you I'm know, not- I wanted to talk to everybody and see, like, well, how do you feel about this this brewery, like, saying all this? Um, I mean, they, I, them uh, losing so, the curse is crippling. Yeah, well, I'm that- very close to the brewing community, obviously, and I think. There's a lot of breweries, like Ray said, who are doing their very best to keep their employees employed, keep their employees safe. Um, And they just roll with the punches. And I think this is a time when you should be rolling with the punches. Everybody's getting hit. Yeah. Everybody's getting hit hard. And I just, I don't have uh, very good respect for places that are either doing this kind of crap or places that are not making sure their employees are safe and that's coming from a personal situation going on that I'll talk about in a little bit but there's you know I just I don't see why they're complaining they they have to go they could still sell their growlers they have great food there's no reason but I mean 
telling members like that's the thing that's fucked up. The people yeah, no. who come and they buy those those brewery memberships, being mm-hmm. like, you don't say, okay, wait a minute, you didn't send an email out. No, you didn't send. You didn't like make a big social media post. You wait till I come in, and then you're like. Yeah. Hey, oh, by the way, that thing you paid for not doesn't exist anymore. Sorry. And yeah, then that- I was talking to the guy, Travis, the guy who's like, the, you know, this, this guy right here. He told him, he goes, yeah, man, you have two choices. You honor it or you give me my money back. Right. And they honored it that day. And then they said from then on forward, they're not going to do it. And that's bullshit. Well, and that's not a good way to get support. Sure. That's not a good, you know, these are the people that are keeping you open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, it doesn't even make sense why they would do that. No. And then what, usually, what is it like a dollar off? Yeah. You can't afford to, to to take a dollar off your beer. You know, or ten percent, ten percent. What is ten percent worth to you? Is ten percent okay? Because you now have lost all of the curse, which is true. Fuck. Huge. Uh, I don't know. Five hundred people at the minimum, maybe. Just hemorrhaging customers at that point. Because like the curse, the curse is like so. Like our uh, uh, Kim, we don't have uh, uh, major sports here, so we have uh, we have oh, a local yeah, soccer so. team that is uh, uh, USL, and it is like done extremely well. Like it sells out 16,000 people, and they have uh, their we the curse is their like uh, fan club, okay. and it, and that was their brewery. Oh my! And now it's not. And now it's wow. <laughs> So yeah, they just right. they just lost a, a ton of business, like and then hundred people, I'd say. And then not only that, but you know, with the whole membership club thing, it yeah. just sounds like they're cutting off their nose despite their face. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the owner, like people are like, well, you know, and so then they made the apology. They're like, and I read it, and it was more, it was like this: we're really sorry. A lot of people were offended. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And then you go so and like. And like uh, uh, the people we were talking to earlier, like we started talking about it, and and the lady, the woman, she like goes in and she starts looking at like all their uh, um, social media um, bad reviews, and people are like, yeah, I went in there and this happened, blah 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 blah, and they're like, uh, noted, we'll 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 look at that, and that was like the answer for every single thing. Wow. It wasn't like actual like an it was mm. just a, just a canned response. And so then there's other uh, social media. Oh, here we go. Uh oh. Oh, what's going on? No heads up when when my boyfriend was told no on the membership. The owner was in location. It was told us. Oh, see, mm-hmm. that's her. That's her. So, man. Oh, if you were hot about it, it's like, man, you're, you're fucking up. So then, like, one of the other things I was like looking up is someone sent me a lot of people sent me shit. Like, people screenshot, you can delete all you want. People will screenshot and they'll send shit to you. So yeah. I got a screenshot and uh, I, 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 you know, it, I could post it or I could just say it. So basically, it was like this veteran that was like, wow, I can't believe that as, a, as an, uh, you know, that you feel this way. And, you know, this is a really shitty way to respond. And as a veteran, I'm kind of embarrassed. And then the owner of Star Brothers was like, you know, well, if you're a veteran, blah, 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 you should understand. And if you don't, my parking lot is outside. 
you know where to meet me. Just let me know the time. What an idiot. Kim, I don't know how familiar you are with Albuquerque, but inviting a uh, Burcano, it just a random Albuquerque in to go fight you in a parking lot is, is asking to get shot, I feel like. Or your car lit on fire or your business. <laughs> right, right. Like, the whole brewery. Just don't know how crazy it. people are. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, that's not that's a smart. It's not good. So I yeah, mean, I mean, even without that context, it just sounds like you know, at the very least, like an incredibly inappropriate response yeah. to that kind yes. of comment. Kind right. of a shocker. Kind of a shocker. Look at this nice 100% yes. The <laughs> <laughs> 100% yes. So, guys, something else pretty amazing happened this week, and I haven't had an opportunity to speak to you guys about this, but oh. it's very, very close to my heart, and it's uh, really important to me. Um, Donkey Kong Country is not available on Switch. And say, that, say again, Donkey Kong Country? Donkey Kong Country from the Super Nintendo, and I just started playing it last night, and like in one sitting, I got a quarter of the way through it and forgot how much. It took me back to being, you know, seven again. But Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, so in, in a light of Donkey Kong Country is now available on the Switch. It's the original from the Super Nintendo. You know, are the barrels there? Are the barrels there? Are the barrels there? All the barrels, all the little secrets. <laughs> are the alligators there? All the alligators, <laughs> the, the evil orangutan. Just with the important questions in here. See, well, you know, I gotta know. I gotta know these. <laughs> Is that the one with the gorilla, right? Oh, well, Donkey yeah. Kong. Donkey well, Kong Country. That means nothing to me. That's I'm so like, wow. I'm asking wow. questions. My, my favorite so Donkey Kong factoid is that in Japan it was called Monkey Donkey. <laughs> what? So I, a, so I have a in friend Japan. His, in Japan. Oh, yeah. So I have a in friend Japan. that like his handle is Monkey Donkey. <laughs> I like it more now. That's great. Monkey Donkey, Monkey Donkey and Jumpman. Jumpman. Jumpman yeah, Jump Mario. Yeah. 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 Uh, Kim, were you a big fan of uh, Super Nintendo? Uh, Kim, in Kim plays, uh, she plays the video games. I, I, I am a, a, a connoisseur of the video. I mean, yeah. look at her headset. Look at that headset. That's right. <laughs> She's got all blacked out behind her, but that's all video game shit behind her. What have you been playing in your downtime? <sighs> um, so I, I play a lot of Overwatch with uh, with my friends online, and uh, mm-hmm. right now I'm replaying Red Dead Redemption too because it is a masterpiece yeah. of a video it's, game. Oh, oh beautiful! It's, it's like, just. Did you did you play the whole thing? I, I have. Oh, I, I, the, at the end, I like well, not the end, but you know what the end that I'm talking about? Like I ugly cried. Like I was, I was just like, <laughs> like it, you know. And for those of you who I don't know if the rest of you guys play or you know, it's just the storytelling is just so well done in that yeah. game. Oh, it's um, fucking amazing! Yeah, I, the I whole never game is just beautiful. World done as like beautifully as they did this, where. No. You could play it over and over and over and yeah. never see all yeah. of it. So what's crazy about the open world game on Red Dead Redemption 2 is you're riding a horse, and this is how fucking realistic it is. I know what you're, you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. And out of nowhere, your horse will get spooked. And you're like, oh, shit. And it'll be a rattlesnake or a cougar 
or whatever. And, and it just fucking happened. Like you're like you're like riding along, and like the horse starts fucking like, which happens really on a horse. Like, hey, Grace, I thought you were going to talk about their balls. If you go under the that's snow, what I thought you were going to talk about. <laughs> no, I'm just talking about how like erratic they can get by like a random like animal, like a bear. A bear will be in the area, and your horse will freak out, and then the bear will run up and kill you. <laughs> the cougar, yeah, you the cougar murder me in like three seconds. Get smaller, and and oh. it also depends on like the horse breed. So like if you have a horse that's usually a war horse, it won't spook as easily as like a right. thoroughbred. You don't buy those. You have to like go and break those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Breaking horses is hard. It is. <laughs> Holly's like, oh great, Why Ray. Thank you for taking taking it. Way to nerd to show up, Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm just preparing I'm, myself for my cheese made to share. So well, you guys let's get into that. Uh, what the uh, fuck? What's the cheese made? <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what's up, man. Let okay. me get this out. Let me get this out. Yeah. Okay. For the anniversary, the 20 year anniversary of Jet Set Radio, I've been playing that all week. I saw that. Probably means nothing to all of you, but it's a. It great does to game. me. It does to me. Sega, Sega Dreamcast, brother. Hell yeah, dude! Speaking of anniversary, what other game? Let, let me say, happy birthday! Like, do graffiti. That's the point yeah. of the game. Yeah. What are you doing? Spray painting balls. <laughs> we have to. We have to talk about the anniversary of uh, Tendrick Minimum, which was uh, seven fourteen. Yeah. Yep. Which wow. was the fourteenth anniversary of this show. Wow. Fourteen years ago. That in a small little house in Portales, New Mexico, I created this show. Wow. My, uh, my girlfriend at the time, Adrian Graves, and my friend, Chris Tic Tac Crawford. And uh, I'll, let, let's raise, can we raise a, a, a drink? A drink? A cheers? A cheers? Yeah, there's actually someone in the room who was there when it originally happened. <laughs> Man. So, yeah. So let's let's get that out of the way. 14, wow. 14 years. We'll make a big deal next year for 15. We'll do something special. Congratulations. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of bodies in the desert. Let's just say that. Oh, I'm no. Say, I'm going to say. <laughs> that, so, that, that escalated so, quickly. Jim, uh, do you know what cheese may is? Can you cheat cheese made? Yeah. Cheese may. Cheese may. Cheese may means gossip. It oh, means okay. gossip. That's okay. So, oh. so, so you always go, hey, 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 hey. I've got cheese may. <laughs> and someone goes, oh. <laughs> so Holly says she has cheese may. All right. So I wasn't really going to say anything on the show. Um, I don't know what that means. Oh, that's. Well, I'll talk about that too here in a minute, but. So uh, I've been getting a lot of questions like like people have been asking Chris about Star Brothers. People have been asking me when Hamster's uh, beer would come out at Dialogue. Um, and it was so many questions that, especially this week, because uh, they've been ramping up their social media and all this stuff. Um, and the answer to that question is never. Um, oh. Hamster oh. no longer works at Dialogue Brewing. Hamster is no longer a brewer. Um, and uh, part of the reason for that is uh, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Thanks, Amy. Uh, so, <laughs> so he was working there right before COVID happened. COVID happened. Um, they laid him off, which, okay, fine, whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into some of the more, like, personal things about it, but uh, they did start using another brewer's beer and did not discuss it with him at all. Um, and they're labeling it as their beer. Um, so no, that is not hamster's beer. Um, they did not communicate whether he was coming back. So our family was left in a situation where, you know, he wasn't even sure if he was going to have a job when he goes back, which I don't think is very cool in a time like this. No. Um, no. And then on top of that, uh, they started just really being shitheads, uh, not just to us, but to not just to their employees, but to uh, local vendors who made all their T-shirts. I saw that. I saw that. There's like um, a guy that was like, he made their shirts. And, they yeah. were like, and he was like, hey, man, I asked them when I was getting my money. And they were like, basically they like, said like, never, never. They said they're never paying him. And that bill was from uh, December, far before COVID ever happened. Yeah. Um, so there you have mm -hmm. it. Uh, I will no longer be supporting dialogue for how they're treating local no. vendors and local people who, you know, made hundreds. And I'm, I mean, I, I'm sure they made hundreds of dollars on, you know, the backs of people who put forth effort and a lot of time screen printing and not only that but you know it, it's like if you're going to call yourself a brewery i mean wh what are you brewing well, um a lot of and they made money the entire today. time what's that what's that uh, i said they're all getting canceled today well and i want to point out like we used to have a relationship pretty heavily with that like brewing yeah these are not the same people no mm. they're not the same people it's different owners and, um, you know, just the way they've been treating people is just kind of deplorable, in my opinion. And they can come after me if they want, or people can tell them that I said this. I don't care. Um, you know, I've been pretty nice about it. But when I found out that they told somebody who made them merch that I know for a fact they're selling um, and just told him they weren't ever going to pay him. I saw like, him. He, I mean, he posts about it online. Yeah. Social media. So, you know. Yeah, and I mean that, that's a terrible way to do business, right? It is. Yeah, it is. Fun times. Welcome oh. to the baby hour, Kim. Fun, fun. <laughs> we're exciting. We're fun. Uh, but yeah, so Amy just posted a link uh, to a GoFundMe she started uh, yeah. to get me a closet door to cover that. Yeah. Can a closet door actually cover that, or is it just a? Yeah, no, it's a closet. I know, but does it have a door? It looks like it's just an open closet. I mean, well, no, this that you're seeing over here is Jason's stuff, and okay. I will. Uh, That's all that... he owns. That's all the clothes. No, he has the closet. Honestly, <laughs> he's got like five shirts and two pants. <laughs> no, Which, he know, has most yeah. of the closet. What do you mean? He has, he has more clothes than closet. I do. No, what do you yeah. Mean? Wait a minute. His oh. clothes. Watch. Zoom in again. His clothes start here. Okay. Over. All the way over. Oh, and he has t-shirts on these He's not here to defend himself, and you're <laughs> yeah. shaming him for having something to cover his body with. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not shaming him. I'm just saying he has so many clothes. Well, but uh, and you don't. So if you want to donate, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. That's and cool. you actually do this show in the closet so the dog doesn't bark, right? Isn't that right? Yeah, I do it in my bedroom. Um, Mitchell is here being a very oh. good boy. Oh, hold on. He's Aww. Not- Aww. Aww. <laughs> How sweet. When he, that, he looks so sweet when he's not killing. Yeah. <laughs> He barks a lot. He's super protective, so yeah, yeah. he'll bark at anything. That's mm-hmm. my that's my that's my new go to. I'll be they're like, well, you know, you know, I love him. He's my husband. I'm like, yeah, he's a great guy, except for the murders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like to lean into that. Like one of my well, favorite memes. Like one of my favorite memes right? is whenever someone's like, "Oh, this is my baby. Her name's like a Laura Sally Johnson," and you go. Like the murderer? <laughs> <laughs> That's my new like favorite meme. Like the murderer? And I did it to a friend of mine who just had a baby recently. I was like, what's your baby's name? And he tells me, and I go, like the murderer? <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. I'm going to remember that. That's a great <laughs> it, it is pretty great, right? I just like being stupid like that. I just, you know, yeah, I'm going to end up naming my first child Lee Harvey Tavares. Oh, my God. <laughs> like the killer? <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my god. My my cat doesn't give me any attention. So the fact that Mitchell's like joining you is very nice. I don't even know where PJ is. Oh if, if it's not apparent, I love him more than he loves me. I don't right. see a portrait like this in his bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no poster of Ray's in his bedroom. Yeah. You know what? I, I think that that's the next purchase is I need to get one of these made of our faces for his bedroom. So right. yes. Yeah. Side is bread's buttered on, and then, and then exactly. I really hope that he would just shred it to pieces. <laughs> shred that shit. I just go in there; it's on the floor. He's like peeing on it. He's like, "There yeah. you go." He's like, like, like you walk in the room. Like, here's what it is: you walk in the room, and he's like straddling it. <laughs> and as soon as you look and go, "What the fuck?" Then he starts peeing. You're right, right. He's like, I hope you saw right in the eyes. Like, yeah. I've waited. I've been waiting for you to walk Aww, in the door. Look at the oh, Smiley. What's your cat's name, Smiley? Alfred. Alfred, Aww. I like it. Kim, do you have any pets? Do you have any pets? Kim? Yeah, I ha- Oh, here, look, here's one. Hang on. Let me grab her. Oh, come here. Nope, you're going on the show. Just killing. Lots of killing. <laughs> How did you know? He is such a killer. He's a killer, man. I, I can feel his heart rate. Oh, man. Any second, he's going to try to take off my ear. I had to be there. I could holler for him, and then I had to send the Letty to come get him. He doesn't even want to be in the same room. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, He's like, oh, it's like it's why so am I? What's what's going on? Oh, the cat's galore. There we go. Team. She 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 ran all the way upstairs. I was like, oh nope, I'm getting you now. Cat hour of tendering <laughs> yes. all over the place. Now, now that, uh, I mean, I guess while I'm still a wrestler, but um, my full time job is that I manage a veterinary clinic that is feline Aww. only. 
So uh, I run a cat clinic here in Albuquerque. That's cute. Yes. Really? She's oh, like, she's like, if you don't put me down right now, that cat. Every every cat you guys lifted, none of them were like, oh, thank God. You right. <laughs> You picked he's me up. rating this a lot better than I would have imagined he would. Yeah, he's just kind of like, um, what the shit is going he's on? He's kind of like meh about it. I like he's how like you can't see his mouth. About me, period. What I love about it, Ray, <laughs> is you can't see his mouth. And then like you look at the painting behind you, and you can't see his mouth. So that's pretty <laughs> yeah, that's art, right? There, there it is. is. There it is. Pull in front of the camera, though. You can't see it normally. <laughs> He's missing one of his fangs, and uh, I had to get yep. those. Take, I had to get it taken out because he had fractured it. Probably chewing uh, plastic. Oh, yeah, I my uh, my cat. We had to. Uh, she had to have a root canal. Oh no! Um, because she ran. She so. Um, for, for those of you who are non-techie, we we named her Oracle after the uh, <laughs> the software. Oh. Um, so because she runs at high speeds and crashes for no reason. Mm. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, That's so she she ran she ran face first into a wall and completely broke one of her canines. Oh, and uh, she had to have a two thousand dollar root canal. How come you didn't just have it pulled? How come you didn't just have it pulled out? Um, so they said that wasn't the best option because of the way that it was uh, fractured. They said that um, if they removed it, there was a high chance that it could get infected. Um, oh. So I'm not, they, I'm not throwing some shade, but that sounds like maybe some not confident uh, surgeons, possibly. Because, <laughs> yeah, we, uh, our, our surgeons are like, ah, we can do a, di- uh, a root canal, but like, Whatever, your cat can lose a tooth, no big deal. Right. <laughs> yeah, we uh You're like killer. <laughs> no, but what I wish I could have done is I wish I could have got a cap on it. That's what I want. I want a like gold a crown. Thing. Yeah. Let's <laughs> get a gold yeah. thing on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, oh man. How, so, how many cats do you have, Kim? We have two. Um the other one is my husband's cat. Her name's Lennox. Nerd. And uh, she had she has one administrator, and that's my husband. No one else. Nerd. She doesn't really like anyone else. And then yeah, we have uh, I have a corn snake named Python. Nerd. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big oh, fan of a dog Python. named HTML5. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we we want to get a uh, a chocolate lab and name it Java. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Here we have the full suite: hardware, software, OS, everything. Right. Everything. Every every. Every nerdy McNerd nerd McNerd. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a computer guy. And I'm like, yeah. I, I, was gonna, I was gonna say, Chris, come on. <laughs> no, I, that's my favorite thing to do. Is like I love being like right in the pocket of an IT room and people are like, Yeah, did you see Star Wars? Blah blah blah. And I'm all nerd. And they're like, <laughs> they're like, what? And they get offended, like, you're a nerd. And I go, I know. <laughs> I remind everyone. And that's how I know you're a nerd. That's how I, I know, know you're a nerd. nerd. Star Trek. Like, yeah. Star Trek, and I go, yeah, I like Star Trek pretty well. <laughs> I just got to remind us all that we're all nerds of we're the nerd of nerddom. That's right. We are because we are. You know, um, we're, we're all nerds in our hearts, Chris. Straight yeah. up. No, no. So I'm dating a woman, and last night she was like, "Can we watch the Doom movie with The Rock?" And I was like, "Can we? <laughs> Can we?" 
Yes. <laughs> what the fuck question is that? Just put it on. I mean, I love The Rock as much as the next guy, but the Doom movie was pretty problematic. Oh, I've never seen it, Ray. That's I'm how nerdy she is. That. That's how nerdy she is. I'd never seen it. Oh, I'm sorry you had to, to endure that. Oh, and then I judged it. I was like, why is Carl, Carl Urban in this film? Don't people know you did Judge Dredd? So much better. I love Dread. I, I, I did not think I was going to fall in love with that movie. That was so fun. That is the most comic book. Here's how nerd fucking nerd centric I am. Dread is the most comic book straight from comic book adaptation to film I've ever seen in my entire life. The Watchmen just rolled over in its grave. Fuck the Watchmen on that. <laughs> I love the Watchmen, but it is not as good as Dread. Dread even has Dread even has the graffiti mm. that would happen in the comic books in the movie. Wow. It is that fucking accurate. You know, for as much as you shit on Watchmen just now, I did just finish the Watchmen series. Amazing. That, that show's so fun. It, it, and more relevant now. How than cr- okay, has everyone seen out. that than the Watchmen series on HBO? Mm-hmm. Besides Ray? I haven't watched it yet. It's very okay. So it was Black Lives Matter before what Black Lives Matter. That's what I heard. That's our yeah, next show October, to watch. I think it never came out. <laughs> What's that? It came out in October last yeah. year. And like it was all like super like hyper because like the, the, the comic book Watchmen's not like super like racial. It's very political for sure though. Sure. But the, the show is super racial. It takes place in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Where the uh, wow, the, uh, the Black Wall Street thing happened, mm-hmm. and I didn't know about the Black Wall Street thing, and they show it, mm-hmm. and it's graphic. And yeah. I, after that, I went and looked black the Black Wall Street thing up after that show, and then now that's all coming back up. And it's like, dude, guys, go watch the Watchmen series on HBO. It's there, mm-hmm. and it's crazy. The KKK is involved. It's, it's it's insane. Mm-hmm. I'm an so I don't have money. Your HBOs and pay for services. I get my Netflix from you, Chris. I know. It happens that way. It happens. You got to watch that show. It's great. You know. I'm going to watch it. Huh? I'm going to start watching it. That's our it's next heavy. show to start watching. It, it, is, it is very heavy. Be prepared. Uh, it, watching it, sometimes you have to take a break. Uh, there's times where I'm like, ooh. I gotta take a breather after that episode. I gotta so. go drink a Topo Chico. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the way, this episode is sponsored by Topo Chico. <laughs> well, then where's my case, dude? Yeah, I have a case in my refrigerator right now. Nice. I have to talk Must about. So, nice, so the right? woman I'm dating just brought over a case last night. She's like, "Here's a case of Topo Aww. Chico." She and sounds went, perfect. <laughs> yeah, man. you know I don't talk about relationships on this show, and she brought me a case of Topo Chico. Kim, do you know what that is? It's like uh, like seltzer water, kind of. But water, water, yeah. yeah, but it's like from Mexico, and it's like super bubbly. Mm-hmm. It's so good, so good. I don't know why I love it so much. I had it last time I, I visited Albuquerque. It's just refreshing. Like you're like, I'm just gonna drink one of these and just lay here and watch Netflix. You know? <laughs> <laughs> she comes over last night and she's like, Here, I brought you a case of Topo Chico. And I was like, Oh my God, what? 
What? She's a keeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will tell you this. So today there was a big anti-mask rally in Civic Plaza. Yeah. The second one. Not even the, like, because they had another one on Thursday. Well, when I say when I say big, the the Black Lives Matter showed up and they were three to one to the anti-mask. Right. So I go to ride my board to to the market down the street. I have an electric skateboard, so I go to ride it and like the street, my my street to the the south is blocked off because of construction, so you can only ride on the right side. Well, there's just police cars all the way down the sidewalk. And uh, after a police officer told me no longer to ride my skateboard on the street, I've been very upset about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking ride through this hornet's nest. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you just busted out the, pr- the spray can? You're all... No, but I looked over to my right. Not a single police officer had a mask on. There was a ton of them. They were all just resting from this protest. Gosh. No one stopped me. No one said shit, but no one had a mask on. Mm. Just want to say, a lot of cops out there not wearing masks because, like, it's mandated. Kim, it's mandated by our, our governor. You have to wear a mask. It's a hundred dollar fine. Yeah, so it's mandated police, too here in Maryland. Yeah. So when the police officers don't wear masks, it always kind of, uh, to me, I, seems a little off, but. Yeah, right. when I worked as an EMT, I couldn't get them to do it then anyway. Yeah, please don't talk mm-hmm. to my patients. You don't have a mask on; they have an open wound. They're the like com- the company you. I work for sent me a mask in the mail. I got it yesterday. Oh, oh. yeah, I got one too from mine. Did you? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Sure did. I was like, literally, I was like, why did I get this letter from my company? Why is it squishy? <laughs> and I opened. I was like, oh, they sent me a mask, and it's the best mask that I. Have. It has no. No marks on it, but it fits completely. Like it, like boom. Oh, 